the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. St. Paul, FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis. 20 years of intelligent talk. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. Some international groups are calling on President Biden to share extra COVID-19 vaccines with the rest of the world. Here's correspondent Rita Foley. President Biden has repeatedly said he wants to make sure all Americans can get a COVID-19 shot. His administration has bought millions more doses than there are people in the United States. The surplus is expected to reach into the hundreds of millions of doses in the coming months. Now a coalition of international groups, including Save the Children, has written the president saying, and we're quoting, there could be twice as many deaths from COVID-19 if rich countries monopolize the first doses of vaccines. They're asking him to share excess doses with the world and to do so without putting conditions on their use. That report from correspondent Rita Foley. This is SRN News. This is AM 1280, The Patriot, celebrating 20 years on air. Brad Carlson here. Happy 20th anniversary, AM 1280, The Patriot. Hey, it's Mitch Berg from the Northern Alliance Radio Network. I'm proud and thankful to be on the air because it's easy to feel like you're all alone as a conservative in a place like the Twin Cities. I just want you to know you're not. Catch the Northern Alliance Radio Network live every Saturday and Sunday from 1 to 3. Just a little bit after 1 o'clock here at AN1280, The Patriot. My name is Brian, and for the weather today, it's going to be a high 49 with some showers throughout the day. The Patriot welcomes Charlie Kirk to the airwaves. Charlie formed Turning Point USA in his parents' garage when he was just 18. The organization now has a presence over 2,000 campuses across the country and directly engages over 250,000 students each year. Tune in to The Charlie Kirk Show each weeknight from 11 p.m. to 2 a.m. here at AM1280, The Patriot. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. This is the Northern Alliance Radio Network, the longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's great to be back in Minnesota today. Political analysis of the good, the bad, and the outright crazy. Now, here's your headline act, Mitch Bird. Welcome back, Twin Cities and World. It's the wind beneath the right wing. The show that for going on 18 years has been making talk radio great again. The Northern Alliance Radio Network. Benevolent despots of Twin Cities weekend media. Ergo, all Twin Cities media. For going on a generation now. I, I about to say, but yes, last week was absolutely an astounding a weekend for me. I mean, being able to celebrate the anniversaries, almost simultaneous anniversaries, two weeks apart of both this broadcast, which celebrated its 17th anniversary just three weeks ago today. Three weeks ago? Yeah, three weeks ago today. And of course, this station, whose 20th anniversary was yesterday and a week before. So the, the uh, yeah, the week before, well, uh, the, a week ago Friday. Which is why we had our our four hour special uh, celebratory broadcast for the entire Northern Alliance Radio Network and by extension this entire station because we have been the local face of this station for again going on eighteen years now most of this station's tenure on the radio, which is an interesting milestone for I didn't get to go into this much during the show last week uh, or for that matter last uh, Sunday when I was in uh, for Brad Carlson who was off on assignment. But it's been an interesting experience for me. Now, radio, uh, the industry I grew up in, is uh, was a was a very different industry, and, and really, it is. When I first started in the industry back in <clears throat> 1979, at age 15, at KEYJ in Jamestown, North Dakota. Listen up here, Wingmaster, uh, because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you some some grandfather stories here. Now, the uh, <laughs> when I started out in radio. 
when I was 15 years old. It was a great place to go if you didn't like a whole lot of job security, if you liked to, to be very mobile in your career. And by which I mean, I was in radio from age 15 to, I don't know, my late 20s, and I was at eight different stations in that time. And that was by no means an unstable career. I worked with one guy who had been in the business for 17 years and was on his 19th station when we worked together in 14 different markets, all of them under 100,000 people. So radio used to be a great place if you didn't like growing moss on you. And yet I find myself not only having been at one station for vastly longer than my entire first radio career, albeit part-time, but at a station where people actually tend to be for a long period of time, at a station that has kept its same format for 20 years, which almost never happened when I was in the business. I mean, even, even when I was at stations that have kept largely the same format, well, it's like, like the local Top 40 station when I was there. It's been the same station basically since the mid-1980s, but it is one of probably a handful in the Twin Cities that can say the same thing. And so this has changed quite a bit. I mean, radio used to be one of the few uh, industries in the world where, that couldn't look at the music industry and go, ha, 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 you're unethical and flighty and, and treat people terribly. And and in a lot of ways, it still is. I mean, the the complete collapse of advertising dollars during the recession in 2008 cut the guts out of an awful lot of the radio industry. I mean, music radio isn't a, a shadow of what it used to be in terms of money and salary. I mean, shows that you used to get $60,000 for doing an afternoon show. And, and by the way, after inflation, that would be close to a six-figure job today back in the 1980s and early 1990s are basically voice tracked uh, by one guy who's working at a half a dozen stations at a time. And uh, really, in effect, you're getting $12,000 a year for working at a station, if, if that, uh, these days. And you're splitting that money across a number of different stations. But it's, it's a very different industry. And yet, after this 17 years going on 18 on this station... I, I can honestly say Salem Radio was a whole different ballpark than, than the radio industry I grew up, up in, uh, which, I mean, I, if you've ever worked in radio, the fact that you're working with an organization that does not ooze sleaze from every corporate pore is, says it all, honestly. And those of you out uh, there among my crowd of friends who've actually worked in the business, uh, especially before 2008, uh, can I get an amen? I suspect I probably can. At any rate, 651-289-4488. As I said at the end of the show last week, uh, every day I get to do this is a blessing. Because, honestly, I don't know what I would do if I did not have this soapbox. So I didn't have this, this, this platform from which to shout back at the madness of the modern world. Now, as I pointed out, I started in radio back before the Ronald Reagan administration, literally uh, before the 1980 campaign had even spooled up, was just starting to, to happen when I first started, when I did my first uh, solo day on the show, on, uh, on the radio, which, by the way, for those of you who keep up with your trivia, was August 12th, 1979. I, uh, it was the first day I ever actually got onto a microphone on my very own and, and, and ran a show. Uh, and at about that point... I, I had I, I would honestly say I was probably a Democrat back then. I mean, I've said this before. I grew up in a Democrat household. I grew up with a father who was a union Democrat who may have voted Republican. I believe he voted uh, living up in North Dakota. He may have voted for Doug Burgum, uh, the, the uh, North Dakota's excellent uh, governor and husband of my high school classmate, Kathy, uh, this last year for the first time, I believe. I believe for the first time that he would have voted for Republicans since Dwight Eisenhower right out of college, I suspect. If that, I mean, I don't know for sure that he even voted for Ike. Uh, it seems almost a little bit out of character. Uh, Ike may have been a little too radical right for my dad. Uh, and so that tells you a little something about the household I grew up in. My mom, probably even farther out to the left. I have a hunch she might have been a hippie had she had the chance when she was in her teens and 20s. But I had the first inklings of 
things that made me want to switch from left to right going on at this point. I mean, having read in immense depth about military history and the history of the Holocaust, even beyond that, I was starting to see that the Democratic Party's uh, absurd level of pacifism at that time was not sustainable in the real world, as, by the way, much of the world saw in coming years as uh, it took a little bit of uh, spine to bring it into the Cold War and the Soviet Union. So what did war ever solve? Well, a lack uh, the, the, the showing the willingness to pre- deter a war certainly uh, ended the Soviet Union. But <clears throat> one of the things that happened even before that, and I've discussed this on this broadcast before, was a speech that Jimmy Carter made. I discussed this briefly, I think even last weekend, as I was filling in for Brad Carlson. Uh, Jimmy Carter gave a speech in 1978. I was, I think, in ninth grade at the time. It wasn't in radio yet. And he gave a speech that's widely derided today as the malaise speech. He never used the word malaise, but that was part of the description of the speech, in which he basically said the United States and the Western world that it led were kind of demoralized, dispirited, and and not by way of criticizing the way things were going, but by way of saying it's time to accept the fact that this country may have seen its better days. It's time to tighten your belt, as it were, not just financially, but in terms of expectations, what you expect as a member of this once great society. And I took immense offense of it as a, at that, at that, idea as someone who was not even yet in the workforce, as someone who was looking forward to getting out into the world as an adult, and was a little taken aback by the notion that you had a member of the ruling class at that time, the president of the United States, someone I had been brought up by my parents and by my teachers, many of whom were World War II and Korea and Vietnam veterans, uh, to respect the office, if not the person. And don't get me wrong, most of them respected the person of Jimmy Carter as well back then. But as someone who'd been brought up to respect that, the idea that the that this someone, the president of the United States, the most powerful person in the free world, one of the two most powerful people in the world, was saying, suck it up, kiddos. I got mine. And you're just going to have to get used to the idea that you're probably not going to get nearly as much of yours, whether that something is... Wealth, prosperity, same thing, I know. Prosperity or freedom or opportunity. Our best days are behind us and you're all just going to have to get used to it. And I sat there listening to this on on the radio and seeing the, the replays of it on the news the next day. And I thought, wow, the nerve of this hamster telling my generation, a people who have yet to make it out onto into the real world, the idea of saying, hey, sorry, kids, you know, we, 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 we botched it up for you and you're going to pay for it and there's nothing you can do about it. So just suck it up and deal with it. And I'm not going to say that I walked out of that experience, that mental experience thinking, OK, I'm going to deal with it by voting for Ronald Reagan. I First of all, it was not an option for me. I was not old enough to vote in the 1980 presidential election. And if I had been, I would not have voted for Ronald Reagan. I would have likely voted for Jimmy Carter. No, not for voted for Jimmy Carter. I would have likely voted for John Anderson, the, quote, independent Republican, basically. He would have passed as a Minnesota Republican back in the day, a liberal Republican. I couldn't have voted for Jimmy Carter. I would not have had I been three weeks, three weeks, six weeks older and voted in the uh, in, in that election. That changed, obviously, between 1981 and 1984. I had a 180-degree switch in my politics when my college English advisor, you heard that right, English advisor, convinced me that I was not, in fact, a Democrat. He was a—and by the way, the idea that that would ever happen in the modern world, that somebody's English major advisor would actually convince one that one was a conservative— is absolutely a baffling notion uh, in this day and age. But yet there it was, a, a 
my, my English professor, a guy with a Ph.D. from Marquette, who was the son of a New York cop and sounded like it. I mean, sounded like a New York cop when he started to talk. He said, Mitch, Mitch, he'd say, you're not. Just get over it. You're not a Democrat, and I'm going to prove it. And by golly, say what you will about Dr. James Blake, he did. And I voted for, for Ronald Reagan in 1984, as I've pointed out. But watching the, re, uh, the rerun of uh, President Biden's press conference, I had a little bit of deja vu from when I was 14 years old listening to Jimmy Carter. And I'll talk about that when I come back. 651-289-4488. Go nowhere. We'll be right back. Limitless access to intelligent talk. Stream AM 1280 The Patriot with our free app, your smart speaker, or with iHeart, TuneIn, and Radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities, but serve worldwide. Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit porky, and you may even have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-555-2085. Big Lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes, are overweight, or have high blood pressure. Term Provider has helped thousands of people like you who think they can't afford term life insurance. To buy a million dollars of affordable term life for you, all you need to do is call Big Lou at 800-555-2085. Lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor. Call 800-555-2085. Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds, too. Call 800-555-2085. 800-555-2085. Are your friends getting new roofs? Are your neighbors getting new roofs? Or has someone told you that you might need a new roof? Hey, this is Isaiah with the Kingdom Builders, and I'm just letting you know that we'd be happy to swing by your house, take a look at your roof, and give you our no-obligation assessment of how much life you actually have left on your roof. See, here at the Kingdom Builders, we're not salesmen, just great roofers. And we're always happy to tell you that you've got four or five years left on your roof and tell you, hey, just give us a call four or five years down the road. You see, this year we have longer lead times on some products, and we want to make sure that if your roof does need replacing, we're able to get everything in a timely manner to make sure your project goes smoothly. If you'd like us to stop by for your free, no-obligation assessment of your roof, feel free to call us at 612-900-9166. 612-900-9166. Or look us up at thekingdombuilders.com. That's thekingdombuilders.com. Be kind to someone and you could have your car payments covered for a year. Oh, very kind. The Patriot and Standard Heating and Air Conditioning present the Kindness Challenge. Do something nice for a hero in your life, then let us know about it. You'll be registered to have your vehicle payments paid for a year or get $12,000 towards a new car, both for you and your hometown hero. Sign up for the Standard Heating Kindness Challenge at am1280thepatriot.com. Keep on loving. Join the Patriot Freedom Fan Club for prizes, contests, quizzes, and more. Plus, get exclusive access to pre-sale tickets to events. It's free to join, so visit am1280thepatriot.com today. AM1280, The Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488, the number to call, should you care to join me. Hey, perhaps it's perhaps you've noticed... It's uh, been in all the headlines. The trial of former officer Derek Chauvin in the death of George Floyd is kicking off. Uh, opening statements start up on Monday. So, the song is in no way appropriate to the gravity of the situation, but I don't care. By the way, in this time of immense uncertainty, we here at AM 1280, The Patriot, will be a source of reliable updates Unlike the Twin Cities media, who are an intellectual dead skunk in the middle of the road. See, it's topical. It's topical. So you and your family will be safe and informed. Hope you can join us daily in praying for peace, justice, and God's guides. And make sure you follow us on Facebook, Parlor, and Twitter for the breaking news from the courthouse. So do not follow the dead skunk of the Twin Cities media. Get your latest updates surrounding the trial right here. AM 12A, The Patriot. So, 
the, the thing I remember, I, I'm just going to tie my impressions of President Biden's press conference, uh, conference the other night with the impressions I got of Jimmy Carter uh, when I was when I was 14 years old. And I remember because I grew up around a couple of parents who had been incredibly impressed with John F. Kennedy and Robert F. Kennedy, by the way. I mean, I grew up, my dad was a speech teacher, I should point out. And I grew up surrounded by records, old vinyl records, kids ask your parents, or I guess grandparents these days, uh, about uh, records of great speeches. And by the way, that's something I need to go check and see if my dad still has some of these old uh, LPs, vinyl LPs of of great speeches of history. And we, I remember growing up with one LP record of John F. Kennedy's speeches. And, and by the way, I will point out that we had more <laughs> we had more spoken word records than musical records in the house I grew up in up until I started buying records, which should tell you how many of these speeches my dad collected. I mean, everything from Hal Holbrook doing Mark Twain to John F. Kennedy to Winston Churchill to speech after speech after speech. I, I grew up learning all of this stuff. And say, and, and by the way, I like a lot of people of who are the children of the generation before me, I grew up with this sense, the sense that John F. Kennedy was sort of the, the, the center, the, the goal towards which Americans should ascribe now aspire i should say and and by the way john f kennedy would not make it as a democrat these days he'd be a a somewhat moderate republican maybe a center right republican these days because not only did he actually respond to a recession uh, when he was running for office by making good on a promise to cut taxes and balance the budget but which, by the way, most Republicans would have a hard time pulling off at the national level today. He was a patriot. I mean, he was a deeply patriotic man. He had put it on the line in World War II and been something of a hero in the process in, in a way that people could do back then, be of what was considered the political center left at that time and still believe America was a fundamentally good experiment. And so for that, I can say maybe my parents had that one right, especially compared with the Democratic Party that succeeded that Democratic Party, certainly unrecognizable to Democrats today. But I remember thinking when I was 14, 15 years old, having been raised simultaneously around what passed for the left at the time and having largely assimilated mentally, intellectually, to the extent that you can intellectually assimilate anything uh, political when you're 14 years old. Sorry, kids. It's Age does bring a certain amount of wisdom. But listening to Jimmy Carter tell me and my generation at that time that we got ours and you're not going to get theirs. You're not going to get yours, kids. You're just going to have to tighten up your belt and suck it up and and resign yourself to the fact that this nation has seen its best days and is probably our best bet is to more or less make sure that a Klein is as amenable as possible. And among the many things that that brought to mind in my admittedly over-emotional teenage state was this is not America. This is not the America that our forefathers founded, something based on hope, something based on the promise of a better tomorrow, something based on on every generation being able to create something better than inherited. This is not the America we were promised. And eventually, I came around to what a majority of the voters decided in 1980, that this was not the America that I was going to settle for. I came around to it a couple years later than an awful than a majority of the American people, as it happens, a landslide majority in the 1980 election. And I'm glad I did, because a majority of Americans were convinced that this was not only not the America they wanted, the America they deserved, but it was not the America that they had to settle for. You didn't have to settle for the notion that your leaders basically thought things were all over and the best you can the best thing you can do is hope for a peaceful demise or hope things get get succeeded by 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 the best possible decline 
And I thought about that in watching Joe Biden's press conference the other day, and actually so did Dominic Dominic Green at the American Spectator, who wrote an excellent article uh, pondering really the depressing spectacle of not just the press conference, but the entire Biden presidency. Uh, And that that news conference last week was really just a lens, if you will, uh, a a microcosm of all the things that are just god-awful about not just the Biden administration. I mean, nothing against Joe Biden as a human being uh, that, that I haven't already voiced about him as a human being. But what it represents for this country, what it symbolizes for our democracy and our civilization. Dominic Green put it very, very well in this piece in The Spectator last week. Joe Biden is the face of the United States, but Joe Biden no longer looks like Joe Biden. And he no longer sounds like Joe Biden, especially in the long and excruciating silences where he forgets what he's saying or fumbles for his cue cards. And by the way, watching Democrats on social media excuse Biden's performance, the the, the prompted, scripted nature of that press conference, just reminds me of how deeply George Orwell overestimated Democrats. All of you Democrats out there who who jump up and say, well, you've never had a president with cue cards before. Of course, we've had presidents with cue cards. We've had presidents with teleprompters. We have not. Well, to some extent, Barack Obama had his questions curated for him. And of course, he could count on having a press corps in the White House press press office, except for the rare occasional conservative news organization that would somehow slip through. He could account he could count on CNN, the New York Times, the big three networks, basically painting his toenails on the air. I mean, the, the Capitol Press Corps as a whole, other than the occasional Fox or uh, alternative conservative medium reporter, was no more ferocious to Barack Obama than Esme Murphy is to, I don't know, Keith Ellison. Essentially, they will paint their favorite Democrats' toenails on the air or on camera in the case of, well, all of them, all of them. Anyway, this went beyond that. And you've, you've no doubt seen this. It's been the subject of all of the Salem uh, weekday talk shows. Joe Biden not only had uh, all of the questions vetted in advance, the reporters that he called on were all vetted in advance, And they made absolutely certain that the whole thing was scripted to a fine sheen. Have presidents brought cue cards to press conferences before? Sure they have. Have, Has any uh, president in American history since perhaps Franklin Roosevelt had a press conference stage managed to his benefit to the extent Joe Biden did last week? Not a chance. No, they didn't. Has there ever been a president for whom the need was so absolutely clear and present to stage manage, to curate, to script the so-called press conference, which was no more a press conference than, I don't know, Brezhnev got from the Kremlin press corps in 1978 as Joe Biden needs? No, there hasn't. Uh, Going back to Dominic Green at The Spectator, the United States no longer looks like itself either. The sorry theatrical display of Biden's first press conference is an accurate image of what has happened to American democracy. A carefully limited number of carefully selected journalists has asked carefully vetted questions. A carefully chosen president read carefully written answers off his cue cards and carefully avoided taking any questions from Fox or Newsmax or really anyone that wasn't already on board with the program. The White House, says Dominic Green, is no longer the home of democracy. It's a reality TV series in a care home. Biden mused about how the country has lost its way, about how it used to be much better, but he seemed fatalistically feeble, as it was all too much and all too late, and he's already given up as if the nation is in its twilight years. Now, say what you will about this. If you're a a 40, 50-something Democrat voter in the metro, you may not care. You may be around this political system another 30, 40 years, and you may only have a stake in it for another 15 or 20. 
But if you are a teenager, a college kid, a 20-something today listening to this broadcast, you should look at this as I looked at Jimmy Carter's malaise speech in 1978, and you should be offended to the point of apoplexy. This is what your generation is voting for and has selected. It has selected the slow suicide, really the, the, the slow decline to death that, that basically parallels the president's own mental state. We'll, we'll talk about it. We come Northern Alliance, AM 12A, The Patriot, 651-289-4488. Go nowhere. Be right back. This is the Entertainment Answer. Ready for something to get you into the Easter spirit? Well, Roma Downey and Mark Burnett have produced a new biblical epic on the aftermath of the earth-shattering events of Jesus' crucifixion in first century Jerusalem. Resurrection, the story of Jesus' crucifixion, gives us a gripping 90 minutes as we experience the emotional turmoil faced by Jesus' followers as they attempt to come to terms with the devastating loss of their leader. For more information and to watch the trailer of Resurrection, head over to TheEntertainmentAnswer.com. From executive producer and MyPillow founder Mike Lindell comes the hilarious new faith-based comedy, Church People, with a special guest appearance from Mike himself. Church People is a hilarious, heartwarming reminder that the gospel is enough. It all starts when America's youth pastor, Guy Sides, realizes he's stuck in the mega church marketing machine and wants to find his passion again. But when Guy attempts to get back to the heart of ministry, he is thrust into the throes of dissuading his misguided church leadership from performing a strange and potentially blasphemous stunt for the upcoming Easter service while navigating his own personal problems. Church people will leave you laughing out loud while ultimately reminding you of the true meaning of the gospel. Watch church people at SalemNow.com. That's SalemNow.com. Enter the promo code Minneapolis for additional savings. This is Alex Hartman, real estate agent at REMAX Results and ResultsByAlex.com, and I'm a Patriot listener just like you. Fake news swirls around us every day, but here is one current concrete fact. The real estate market is out of balance. There are generally way more buyers than there are sellers. If you have a property to sell, now is an ideal time. To maximize your profit, contact me today. My 38 years of experience is your assurance of a smooth transaction. And unlike one of those large real estate teams, when you contact me, you'll be working with me and only me from start to finish. So if you like the idea of working with a fellow loyal Patriot listener, if you like the idea of working with one real estate agent from start to finish, if you like the idea of working with an agent with decades of experience, then please contact me today. 651-334-5000. That's 651-334-5000. Or go to resultsbyalex.com. Together, we will maximize your profit. Get that Rack Shack attack, Rack Shack barbecue. Pick it up or take it out, rackshacktogo.com or rackshackdelivery.com. It's so easy. Hey, you've been working hard. Half the staff is gone and your crew needs a lift. Go to rackshacktogo.com for pickup or rackshackdelivery.com and we'll bring it out to you. It's America's food and the right thing to do. Get that Rack Shack attack, Rack Shack barbecue. Uh-huh. AM 1280, The Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network, welcoming Charlie Kirk to the airwaves. Charlie formed Turning Point USA, his parents' garage when he was 18. That organization now has a presence on 2,000 campuses across the country, directly engages over a quarter million students every year. He's a national speaker, he's a commentator, he's a best-selling author, and most recently, a talented radio host. That's right, Charlie says, quote, I grew up listening to conservative talk radio, so I'm excited to bring a new generation's voice to the medium. By the way, it's high time that this actually happened. Uh, as we talked about in the immediate uh, demise of uh, the passing of, of Rush Limbaugh a few weeks back, 
that was one of the things that uh, the downsides of, of Ru- the likes of Rush Limbaugh and, frankly, Hugh Hewitt and Dennis Prager and uh, Sean Hannity having these multi-generation dynasties on the radio. Is meant, it meant that no newbies got to come up and, and, and earn an audience and, and show what they could do. Well, uh, now Charlie Kirk is here, whole new generation uh, doing talk radio. Tune in to Charlie Kirk every weeknight from 11 p.m. to 2 a.m., Right here on AM 12A, The Patriot. He's also on Middays, I believe, on our sister station, Freedom 1570. So welcome to the jungle, Charlie Kirk. 651-289-4488, the number to the call if you you care to join us. You can also join us on Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's N-A-R-N Show. Operators are standing by both places, as well as in the interest of uh, spreading the eggs around as many baskets as possible. Uh, we're on Facebook on Northern Alliance Radio Network, where I am live streaming uh, the video of this show. We have a bunch of people tuned in there. Great to have you here watching via the miracle of video. Although, once you've seen my face, you'd probably figure out why I stayed in radio. I'm also on the platforms MeWe, that's M-E-W-E, which is basically Facebook for people who can't tolerate uh, censorship. Uh, and Gab, which is basically Twitter for people who are tired of intellectual conformity. And uh, we're also on Twitter at hashtag N-A-R-N show. That's Narn show. Any place you want to join us, that's where we are. Wherever you want to be, that's where you're at. Anyway, so we're talking about really tying together a couple different generations of political disgust. My own, when I was 14, a gener- a, a trip that took me six years to go from being a young, emotion-driven, basically Democrat and small L, left-of-center liberal uh, by inheritance, basically reflecting what I grew up around uh, with my parents, who were both, at the very least, Kennedy fans, uh, like an awful lot of people in, in that day and age, and reflecting the disgust I felt at Jimmy Carter telling me someone who had not yet made it out into the world that, hey, the best days are behind us and it's time to just settle in for a long, slow decline at best. The best days of this American experiment are behind us. That was practically word for word what Jimmy Carter said, or at least so it felt. And as Dominic Green points out in Spectator this past week, the depressing spectacle of Biden's presidency should do the same thing. If you are under the age of 30, especially under the age of 21, and you look at the person that a majority of your elders imposed on you by fair means or foul, you should really be, I was going to say terrified, but no, you should be angry. Because it is the system's way of saying the best days of this American experiment are behind us. And my generation, and not mine personally, me, Mitch Berg, but the generation of people that overwhelming. And and by the way, these people are overwhelmingly white, middle class uh, progressives who really got theirs in this society. I mean, they are they are the political class. They are the economic ruling class in this society. And they are saying, almost in as many words, we got ours. And if you don't get yours, well, tough rocks. Uh, to quote again Dominic Green, the White House is no longer the home of democracy. Biden mused about half the country has lost its way, about how it used to be so much better, but he seemed fatalistically feeble as if it was all too much and all too late, and he's already given up, as if the nation is in its twilight years, which is the message that I got, and I am, however old I am, I am young enough to look at this country and think, boy, I want better days for me. I plan on enjoying a fair number of them, yet God willing. And for my kids... And for my granddaughter, who is years away from being able to even vote yet, despite the left's best efforts, I want much better days for all of them. And I recall, and I, and to some extent I reacted with a little bit of disdain at the time, 
But looking back, I, I can admit I was wrong. That, that I mean, like a lot of people my age who were left of center, I was terrified of the notion of Ronald Reagan because like all conservatives before then and after then and to this very day, the, the slander of Reagan and conservatism was a constant thing among the set that hung out or I hung out at that time. But I was rather terrified uh, as I was supposed to be at age 17 that Ronald Reagan was going to sweep into office and draft us all and send us all off to fight for the oil companies because that was the propaganda uh, narrative at the time. Ronald Reagan was a tool of big oil, and he was perfectly willing to launch a nuclear war. It was. This is the sort of slander that it's nothing new if you think that uh, the the slander of conservatism and and conservatives' motives is something that's a a product of the Trump years or the George W. Bush years or any Republicans' years, think again. We're going back 40 years of this sort of slander. But here's what happened 40 years ago, 41 years ago, really. Against the backdrop of ongoing semi-controlled decline that Jimmy Carter represented. And he did. I mean, against that backdrop, it's fascinating, by the way, I should point out, in this show's earlier days, we talked at great length about the movie Miracle, about the Miracle on Ice, and how that was sort of a, a wonderful starting point for the Reagan campaign how after 10 years, really six or seven years of complete demoralization after Vietnam and Watergate and stagflation and gas blockades and energy crises and Three Mile Island and, and finally that, that, that noxious cherry on top of the garbage Sunday that was the 1970s, the hostage crisis when 53 Americans were held hostage by the Iranians. Pathetic, wretched garbage pile of a country by this point. And they made us look like fools. They made fools of the U.S. military for the love of Pete. And against that backdrop, the the 1980 hockey team defeating the Russians at Lake Placid started, at least in a morale sense of the term, in a moral sense of the term, the idea for an awful lot of people that the United States was something to celebrate. And that you could cheer USA, USA, dumb as that really is in so many ways, with a, with a clean conscience. And that you had a president who unabashedly came out and said the same thing. That the American experiment's best days were ahead of us and then went on to prove it. By the way, Ronald Reagan, very much in opposition to Jimmy Carter's example, even though he was a much older man uh, at the time, it was... I mean, an example of just physical vigor and power like few presidents we've had. I mean, he was out out on his ranch riding his horses around, clearing underbrush with a chainsaw, uh, outperforming physically men 20, 30 years younger than him as he ran for office. Uh, and, and it gave us an example of what an American guy saw himself and his country as that we could use more of today, especially up against this image that Dominic Green talks about Again, Joe President uh, Joe Biden, the face of the United States, but he no longer sounds like Joe Biden, especially in his excruciating silences when he forgets what he's saying. The United States no longer looks like itself either. And the United States, I think, deep down in its soul of souls, at least in the vast majority of this country, outside the most academically, intellectually sodden, blue cesspools, still sees itself as that strong, vital, chainsaw-wielding, flag-waving country and people that still see their best days in front of us. So I'd like to issue this open note to whoever out there would replace Joe Biden in 2024, be that person Ron DeSantis or or Christine Noam or, or Dan Crenshaw or Nikki Haley, for that matter, or anyone else who's lining up to run against this this ongoing case of elder abuse that we have in the White House today. Do lots of press ops that involve clearing brush with a chainsaw or out of the rifle range uh, doing some three-gun drills or just, above all, being joyfully, intensely, physically capable 
America, and by America, I mean real America, the normals, doesn't like seeing itself as being feeble of mind or body or, most of all, prospect. The vast majority of America, between the Hudson and the Sierra Madre, and outside those boundaries, too, if you're talking the people who came to this country for the dream, it still represents to the normals of this entire world of all races, creeds, and colors. This is the America they want. This is the America that they see, the America they strive for. The America of chainsaws, not the America of cue cards. So whoever you are running for office in two and a half years here, this is the example you need to bring. The America of the Chainsaw. 651-289-4488. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. 651-289-4488. If you disagree with me, especially, I want, indeed, I beg to hear from you. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. AM 1280, The Patriot. Whoa, look at all these options. You can fill an entire warehouse with all the different ways you can stream The Patriot. Top shelf choices include am1280thepatriot.com, our free app, and radio.com. Your business is ready for a reboot, a recharge. The way our companies operate has changed. Adapting to the changes hasn't been easy, but never more important to succeed. Many of the digital resources available have helped overcome obstacles your business is facing. But are you using the full potential of every one of them? That's where Salem Surround can help. Your business needs to use digital tools more than ever to stay in touch with customers, making buying decisions right now and for the future. Will they consider or even know about you? The marketing team at Salem Surround gives you the tools needed to stand out and be visible to current and potential customers online right now looking for what you do. We'll design a plan that targets and surrounds customers with proven marketing strategies. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your marketing plan and see how we can help place your advertising message in front of today's consumers. Learn more at surroundmsp.com. Surroundmsp.com. Connecting you with new customers. Has your water heater decided to create one of Minnesota's 10,000 lakes in your basement? Have a burst pipe? Dripping faucet? Is your water not soft anymore? Champion Plumbing is a call away. Champion will be there fast in your time of need. They service the entire metro area, and they're taking all the necessary precautions to keep you and your household safe. A champion is someone who goes the extra mile to get the job done, and that's Champion Plumbing. Online at championplumbing.net. When you call, make sure you tell them the Patriots sent you. Have you been suffering from numbness, tingling, burning, or restless pain in your hands or feet? It may be time to pivot from the cycle of more and more medications and take a conservative, holistic approach to your neuropathy. Get answers today by contacting Dr. Knight Chiropractor at Abundant Life Chiropractic Health Center in Chanhassen. If you do nothing, you run the risk of suffering long-term complications like infections, poor wound healing, balance issues restraining you to a walker, and possible amputations. In fact, 73,000 Americans lose a limb every year to untreated diabetes. Diabetic neuropathy. Get your life back today. Abundant Life Chiropractic Health Center has helped hundreds of patients improve and in some cases completely reverse their neuropathy. If you're ready to regain your independence, contact Dr. Knight DC at Abundant Life Chiropractic Health Center in Chanhassen. As a Patriot listener, you receive a special $49 get acquainted offer. That's a massive value for just $49. Neuropathy doesn't wait around. You shouldn't either. Call 952-383-38 to schedule a full neuropathy workup. The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. BearingArms.com covers Second Amendment issues, self-defense, the latest gear, and more. That's BearingArms.com. AM 1280, The Patriot. The Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488. The number to call, should you care to join us. Hey, don't forget... There's a very special offer from MyPillow just for AM 12A, the Patriot listeners like you and I. You'll support a local Christian business, save money, and get a great night's sleep. That's right. It's a special MyPillow offer for all of you Patriot fans. Visit the Freedom Fan Club page now for a special discount code. I will tell you this much. I have never slept as well as I have in my life 
This is not a paid personal testimony. This is strictly spontaneous on my own part here. Not getting a dime for it, although I could certainly be paid to endorse my pillow. That being said, I bought my first my pillow about five years ago. And it was a revelation to me. I mean, the best night's sleep I've ever had on a, on a pillow that wasn't made from dreams and, and doing the right thing. I mean, for a physical pillow, there is nothing better. Uh, so check it out. Go to the Freedom Fan Club page at am12athepatriot.com. Get yourself a special. I mean, there's only thing the better. The only thing that gives you a better night's sleep than a MyPillow is a MyPillow and the sense that you've saved a, a, a buck or two. 651-289-4488, the number to call. Talking so far this hour about what the Biden press conference and the entire, really the entire uh, sense that Joe Biden gives off about this country and his administration gives off about this country, its overall level of health, its its validity in the modern world. And if you are... And I don't care what your politics are. If you're under the age of 25 and you're looking at the world that people like Joe Biden and, let's be honest, his staffers uh, want for you, see for you, you should be outraged. Hopefully you have enough sense of history to be outraged at this this prognosis that history has that 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 this country's past juxtaposed with the present that Joe Biden and his handlers have have put in front of you, you should even if you're a see yourself as a Democrat, as a progressive, as a as a socialist, even you should be nauseated by the lack of confidence that this current leadership has in this system in this in this American experiment and and your future in it. I don't care. Vote Democrat. Vote for Tim Waltz for all I care. But if you you are willing to accept the fate that the dismal, depressing outlook that Joe Biden has for this country, for this system, for, for this American experiment has for you, you should not be willing to accept that. You should rail against it. And yes, the the overall drive of this program is to get you, if you are undecided or are decided the wrong way, to come over to the light, to come over to the America of chainsaws versus the America of cue cards, to come over to the America of opportunity and forsake the America of doom and gloom and depression that was on display at the president's press conference the other day. But whatever side you choose to vote on, the idea that you should accept this dismal, depressing fate for the society you will go on to inherit, for better or worse, should make you angry, as it did me a generation and change ago. Uh, By the way, I saw this past week uh, a a movie about people who made that exact same decision about an issue that that transcends this administration. I I watched Uncle Tom, Larry Elder's fantastic documentary about uh, black conservatives and the treatment they get. And it ties in nicely with a uh, subject that I've written about over the years, Berg's Eighth Law of Diversity. Uh, which reads, to wit, American progressivism's reaction to one of their constituents, women, gays, people of color, whomever, running for office or otherwise identifying as conservative is indistinguishable from a sociopathic disorder. I'd call it psychopathic disorder these days. The law has only been confirmed in recent years. I mean, remember the way Big Left reacted to Ben Carson? Oh, good God. Watching... Trevor Noah, the otherwise inexcusable and deeply unfunny comic, talking about Ben Carson, uh, who, by the way, came from extreme poverty and rose to become uh, the best, one of the best neurosurgeons in the world and, and a politically fairly potent figure in his own right. Watching the utterly inane Trevor Noah riffing on Ben Carson's speech patterns, it's just further proof of the grounds on which this culture war is being based. Again, Berg's Eighth Law. It's not called Berg's Eighth Suggestion for a reason. It's a sociopathic disorder. It is, in fact, 
clinical narcissism. They can't attack you on the facts, so they will gaslight you or they will find some personal attack. They're just out there to destroy you if they can't beat you on the facts, and they never, ever can. We'll talk about that in the next hour here as well, uh, as well as, uh, I mean, because it was writ large, well, over this past several weeks, ever since the inauguration of the new Congress. Uh, let's go to Minneapolis on the phones. Josh, you got about a minute. Go right ahead. You are on the air. Yeah, I was going to just say real quickly, I just read the Tower Commission report. And towards the end of the book, they get to this point where uh, they're talking about why Ronald Reagan didn't know that all these crimes were occurring. And the really what they came up with is that he just, didn't remember. He That's was uh, been a theory for quite some time here, but the idea that uh, that Ronald Reagan was mentally incapable of handling his time in office has been roundly and completely debunked by numerous biographers. Dinesh D'Souza, actually, in his spectacular biography of Ronald Reagan, Ronald Reagan, how an ordinary man became an extraordinary president. Uh, tackled the the uh, incapable incapability issue uh, rather uh, rather ext- I mean knocked it off with extreme prejudice and in fact the idea that Ronald Reagan uh, was suffering from some level of dementia during his time in office is completely contravened by the facts including by the way those of his opponents Anatoly Dobrynin who was the uh, Soviet foreign minister during all of the the, the late stage of the Cold War. Uh, wrote in his memoirs what an incredibly intellectually ferocious opponent Ronald Reagan was. This idea that Ronald Reagan uh, was losing his mind towards the tail end of his presidency was like an awful lot of leftist narratives, something that the left made up to try and divert attention away from their own inability to beat someone like like him and someone like the masses of people who rose up and came out of nowhere to put him under office. So nice try, Josh. Uh, you'll have to wake up a lot earlier in the morning to slip that. But by the way, I, I thank you for calling, Josh. It takes a certain amount of guts to try and go into the belly of the beast. And as always, uh, if you disagree with the premise of this broadcast... Uh, if you are a progressive, if you are a liberal, if you're not a conservative, standing orders for my producers are to always let you in first. You get to the front of the line. I will uh, make every effort to get you on the air. And there you will meet the fate that Josh and his point just met. 651-289-4488, the Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. Go nowhere. Much more to come on the Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. Tell me why Relief Factor is so successful in lowering or eliminating pain. I'm often asked that question. Pete and Seth Talbot, the father and son founders of Relief Factor, tell me they believe our bodies were designed to heal. That's right, designed to heal, and now I agree. The doctors who formulated Relief Factor for Pete and Seth selected the four best ingredients, 100% drug-free ingredients that each help your body deal with inflammation. That's correct. Each of the four ingredients deal with inflammation on a different metabolic pathway. That right there. Approaching your pain from four different angles may very well be why so many Americans find such wonderful pain relief. If you have back pain, shoulder, neck, hip, knee, or foot pain from exercise or even just getting older, you must order the three-week quick start now. Discount it to only nineteen ninety-five to see if it will work for you too. I think it could. Give your body what it needs to heal itself. Go to relieffactor.com, call 800-500-8384, relieffactor.com. At Salem Media Group, we are looking for sales professionals with a rare blend of talent and skill to be a part of our community. First, you know beyond any doubt that sales is your thing. And while your current situation may not embody this ideal, you are still committed to the consultative process, a sales method that incorporates creativity and partnership deeply rooted in a matchmaker philosophy. Second, you truly are a fanatic about prospecting. You love the hunt. You think about new business all the time and always have your antennas up for leads that make sense. And third, you are what we at Salem Media Group call an appointment procurement professional. 
That's right. You're skilled and adept at gaining a face-to-face audience with key decision makers to investigate win-win opportunities. If this threefold identity describes you, call me, Nick Anderson, General Manager at 651-289-4408 or visit us at am1280thepatriot.com. This is a potter's field. When people can't pay for their funerals, they are buried here. It is a lonely, desolate place, littered with unmarked headstones. No one visits. No one leaves flowers. But it doesn't have to be that way. For as low as $1 a day, you can ensure your family will have the money to pay your funeral expenses. We offer burial insurance plans that pay up to $30,000. Considering the average funeral costs more than $10,000, that's peace of mind for your family. There are no medical exams, your rates won't increase, and your policy cannot be canceled as long as you make your premium payments. Call now to get approved in minutes and ensure your final resting place is more than just a pauper's grave in a potter's field. 800-323-8137. 800-323-8137. 800-323-8137. That's 800-323-8137. Paid for by Final Expense Direct. 